strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! A few years ago, Ron Wolfley, we gave you a t-shirt. It was a custom designed t-shirt just for you and a few other select people. And this actually is in addition to the Prove It everyday t-shirt that you have in your closet not that one paul this particular t-shirt read and i quote effort beats talent if talent doesn't bring the effort (laughs) so coach calvisi is here to say uh that you know what you can throw the word energy in there energy beats talent if talent doesn't bring the energy because is that not what we saw out there against carolina as the bad news the bye week arrived two weeks earlier than expected (laughs) the good news energy should not be a problem it's never a problem when the cardinals go to seattle because boom you go in and it's you against the world and so there's no better game in my opinion based on the last game we saw than for the arizona cardinals to go and take on the seahawks on the road right before the bye week and here we are with a big red rage featuring jalen thompson tonight ron wolfley are you ready I'm ready for that, Paul. I really am. But you're so right on it right now. I mean, this game is going to be the intensity of the Arizona Cardinals versus the desperation of the Seattle Seahawks. That's what it's going to come down. Listen, it it doesn't matter, Paul. It doesn't matter if Kyler plays or doesn't play. It doesn't matter if D-Hop plays or doesn't play. It doesn't matter if the 12s are there or they're not there. None of it matters if the Arizona Cardinals go out with the intensity we saw last week against the Carolina Panthers, none of it matters because they'll get destroyed if that happens again. It was almost as if the Cardinals took a sick day, as in we're sick of playing football. That That's what it looked like to a certain degree. And look, they have 11 games before the bye. So we'll see what it's all about on Sunday. To your point, we may or may not see Kyla Murray. And the injury report has come out. The long-awaited injury report today. Yes. He is listed as limited. 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 So there's what you read, as in the injury report, and there it is, okay. And then there's what they say, and Kyler's saying for the second straight week that he's making, quote, crazy progress and big strides. Okay. Are you going to break something here, Paulie? Are you going to break a story? This is just my own observation. Oh, your own observation. Okay. Literally an observation. There's what you see. They allow you to see in the open part of practice. Okay. We're talking about practice. Matt. And there was Kyler. And, oh, boy, he wasn't just throwing a football around, Wolfley. He was taking a drop and throwing a football. He was moving his feet. He was chopping his feet and moving around and throwing a football, which is more than he did this time a week ago. So maybe just maybe – that is something that foreshadows his reemergence on Sunday. 
Yeah, Polly, honestly, right now, I hope you're right about that because um, I do want to see Kyler Murray. There's no doubt. I want to see Kyler Murray out there. I think it's important that he gets out there, even though the bye is coming. I understand that. I still think it's important that he gets out there if he can play. Now, again, it's not a situation where you want to risk Kyler Murray for the rest of the season, but we're talking about an ankle here. I I don't think it is a risk, and every player has got to make up his own mind. It should be that way, Paulie. Every player has the right, obviously, has the choice to determine whether or not he's going to play based on the set of circumstances he's been given. Um, None of it has anything to do with being a franchise quarterback or not. It's just a personal decision that Kyler Murray has to make. Let's hope, Paul, that he's able to play, and I'd love to see that going into the bye. Because we all know what the Cardinals offense looked like minus Kyler Murray against Carolina. They had 169 total yards. They got out first downed, if you will, 24 to 11. They got out rushed 166 to 65. So they were a team that got down 17 nothing. They got down 23 nothing. So it was glaring and apparent what they were missing without not only Kyler Murray, but D Hop, their only legitimate number one receiver on this roster. And Cliff Kingsbury was asked an obvious but very important question about that this week. Those are two of the best players in, in the league. So there's things that they have to do to try and account for both guys, whether it's Kyler in the quarterback run game um, each and every time he's handing the ball off or, or hop, you know, any type of one-on-one situation. And so you're going to get played differently when those two guys aren't, aren't out there, that's for sure. What Boy, did that's... Chase Edmonds tell us the first week of his first training camp two years ago? This is for Kyler Murray. He said Kyler Murray's an extra blocker in the run game. Sure. Because the defense has to account for him running the ball. Yeah, no doubt about it, Paulie. But right there, what Cliff Kingsbury said, make no mistake about it. Um, when DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray are out there, let's just take D Hop by way of example right now. What do you think defensive coordinators, what do you think they prep for all week in regard to playing the Arizona Cardinals? What do you think they do, Paulie? What's job one? When it comes to D-Hop? Yes. No, to, to the offense, stopping the Arizona Cardinals offense. Well, first of all, you don't want Kyler Murray getting loose, right? Right. I would say that's good. But I would say stop DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> He's not going to – I mean, that is job one. Every defensive coordinator has got to account for the fact, okay, it's Kyler Murray. I understand that. Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray running the ball, although he doesn't run the ball nearly as much this year, and thank goodness that he does not, as we've seen in years past. Having said that, a defensive coordinator comes in and says, we gotta, we got to stop DeAndre Hopkins. And that simplifies – that simplifies the defense for Cliff Kingsbury when he knows that's what a defensive coordinator is trying to do. It, it, it provides order. When DeAndre Hopkins is out there, it gives order to the Arizona Cardinals offense. And not only that, it gives order to the defense and what the defense is going to do because they're not just going to single up somebody on D hop play after play after play. That's not going to happen. So that brings a little predictability to Cliff Kingsbury in the offense. Do you remember the last MVP in this town? I don't, Paul. The guy by, guy by the name, well, you can just call him two times, Steve Nash. Remember <laughs> Steve Nash? I do remember Steve Nash. Paul. Do you remember the moment when he clinched the MVP award? It's when he was missing in mid-January of that NBA season. When you saw what the Suns looked like without Steve Nash. I see. That's when you realize and appreciated the value, hence the most valuable player award to Steve Nash. 
based on what we saw last week, Kyla Murray, if he truly is a leading contender for the MVP award, if he comes back this weekend, when he comes back, and if he's able to just pick up where he left off, to me, that fortifies and strengthens his case to be NFL MVP. It's a good argument, Polly. It really is. But Kyler Murray, uh, I like what I'm hearing from Kyler Murray right now. I like the fact it's going to be his decision. Um, I think we're going to see Kyler Murray on Sunday. This is just a gut feeling that I have, Paul. Nobody has told me this. Um, I'm not uh, playing or or reading the cards, so to speak, Paulie. I'm not doing that. I will tell you right now, it's just a gut feeling that I have that Kyler Murray's going to play, and I hope he does. My gut feeling is the Cardinals will play well on the road because that has been the norm this year. They are 5-0. They're the only team to score 30-plus points and allow 20 points or fewer in every single road game. And Kyler himself was asked about, man, what is behind the Cardinals' road success? I just think, you know, the, the maturity in the, in the locker room, the guys understand, you know, what we're getting on the plane to go do. Um, and, and, you know, we've been challenged. You know, we've heard all the talk all year, you know, before the season. I think the guys just, you know, have, have taken care of business. Um, and, and, you know, they were playing with a chip on our shoulder. There's just something about the Cardinals on the road, whether it's going to Tennessee mm-hmm. and the challenge of stopping Derrick Henry, whether it's going to the Rams and 8-0 Sean McVay against the Cardinals, everybody now, whether it's going to Cleveland without their head coach or going against the 49ers without their quarterback. There's something about this team, they're at their best. When you tell them, you know what, their best isn't going to be good enough in some of these road challenges, that's when we have seen their best football. Yeah, you know what's interesting about it as well, Polly. so much of the time, um, talent – Talent in the Arizona Cardinals are very, very talented offensively and defensively as well. But talent and intensity at home sometimes isn't as acute as talent and intensity on the road. Suddenly you're going into a strange village, Paul. You're going into somebody else's encampment, so to speak, by the river. And you're coming in and you're taking over their village. You love it. It is a challenge. You know everybody, the entire world is against you. You're going into foreign property, foreign land, a foreign kingdom, and taking their king. Um, okay, I'll calm down now. <laughs> well, okay. Not nearly as dramatic. Vance Joseph today saying that home games have been a struggle. we got to figure out a my, my point, Paul, yes. is when you're on the road, man, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Especially in Seattle. There's a reason they've won four of the last six in Seattle. Jalen Thompson is next. The open field tackling edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Third down and 11 on the Arizona 41. Walker in the gun. McCaffrey in the backfield with him. Takes the shotgun snap. Blitz coming. Pass away over the middle. And a diving interception by Thompson. He gets up at the 25. Runs left to the 30. And knocked down there. Jalen Thompson with the pick. Oh, Vance Joseph went ahead and put seven guys on the line of scrimmage and bailed three of them on the snap, trying to confuse P.J. Walker. The ball sailed on Walker and Thompson with a big-time pick. No doubt. As Jalen Thompson-Wolf, if you go ahead and you check your stats, the second-leading tackler on the team. You talk to some of his teammates, they'll tell you he's one of the best open-field tacklers 
in the NFL. And then talk to some of the coaches, they'd say the same, Bully. Yeah, and you talk to some of those same guys, they'll also tell you, and we've heard this from a few guys, unprompted, by the way, that he's maybe the most underrated defender mm. in the league as well. You just heard his second career interception. Jalen Thompson joins us on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Jalen, how you doing? And number two, uh, where is the football? Did you save interception number two, by the way? Oh, of course, definitely. I got them all stacked up uh, in the house right now. <laughs> Jalen, man, thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Um, talk a little bit about your season. How is your season going? How are you feeling about it personally? I'm feeling really well about it. Uh, obviously, I got some things I need to work on, but for the most part, I'm feeling, feeling real good about the season and um, feeling like I need to finish strong. If we ask Vance, heck, if we just ask you, we got you. Where have you made the most growth, you think, this year or maybe the last couple of years? Um, I feel like this year, personally, I made the most growth just being confident, um, going out there, playing fast. I know what uh, my job and I know what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, just me being intentional every day and uh, going out on the right stuff, um, I know I'll be fine. So I pretty much just the confidence out there. Jalen, coming into this season, did you have a specific goal in mind, and would you be willing to share it with us if, in fact, you did? Definitely. Um, biggest goal for me this offseason was just to get strong. Um, I feel like I needed to get a lot a lot stronger, put on a couple pounds, um, so I can be able to play in the box a little more and do uh, some of those things. Um, also to help with my tackling, as you guys mentioned. So uh, um, that was just the biggest focus for me this offseason. And how did that go, Jalen? Like, how, how much weight did you put on, if any? Um, I came in the season probably, I think I gained probably around like 10 pounds, around around 8 to 10 pounds. Um, and it's been going well so far. Uh, I, I can see it translating uh, on the field on game day, so that's always a plus. So you've actually gotten stronger as well in the weight room? Oh, definitely, definitely. This offseason was a... Was a uh, was huge for me. I feel like um, just going in there uh, every single day, some, uh, sometimes even more than, you know what I mean, uh, two to three times a day and just going in there and, and do what I have to do, get stronger for this season. That's awesome. You know, we had Zach Allen on, what, last month, right, Wolf? And he said in his offseason, because Vance Joseph talked about that today, how much stronger Zach Allen is in his third year and how much of a yeah. difference – that is made and and Zach Allen it was kind of uncalled for really Jalen to be honest with you okay he put on some really good weight and then he reduces body fat percentage you know nobody but he 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 said a big thing for him was hot (laughs) yoga did you do any hot yoga this offseason oh man I need hot yoga but uh that's definitely something I could see Zach doing (laughs) (laughs) is that exactly That's great. What it's, 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 do you have any unique training methods? I mean, is everything in the weight room, you know, nutrition, or do you do, do anything out of the norm? Uh, pretty much not anything out of the norm. Um, definitely not any high yoga. <laughs> but uh, going there every day, I mean, just just the basic stuff. Uh, nutrition was also a big thing this uh, this off season as well. It was just um, helping my weight get up and you know like i said getting stronger and everything so how much right now jalen would you say you're absorbing this defense or has have totally absorbed this defense how much i i do you feel super comfortable in this defense right now definitely definitely the uh, probably the most comfortable i felt in in my football career um in a defense so 
I mean, I know the ins and outs of it. I've been uh, getting some extra work in with my DB coaches to make sure I'm uh, I'm on top of everything. But for the most part, that's just the biggest part is just um, being intentional and, 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 and knowing the little things so I can go in there and play fast. Who's making the calls in the secondary? Who is that? Is that Buddha making the calls, or are you helping him make the call? Who makes the call in the secondary? Um, it's definitely both of us. Um, Whatever we see, uh, whatever check we need to make, we both echo it out and we both call it. And that's just the biggest thing uh, I feel like that's special with our defense this year is just the communication part. Guys are echoing calls and just, uh, you know, we're all on the same page for the most part. So important. You know, and we should point out that also part of the injury report, we were talking a lot about Kyler and D-Hop. Obviously, Buda Baker was downgraded today. He did not practice with what's listed as a heel injury if he doesn't go in Seattle, and I know that'd be a big blow for Buddha because that's where he's from, and in college he actually mm-hmm. trained with some of the Seahawks DBs and how much he looks forward to playing that game, and he's always phenomenal on the road at Seattle. But how does it impact your job if Buddha isn't in there, Jalen? Um, I, I mean, I feel like it doesn't impact my job too much. Uh, obviously, I'm going to have to step up if he is down and, and, and maybe, you know what I mean, uh, echo, echo the calls a little bit uh, more often than I would usually have to, but um, I just feel like that's another part that's special about this team is that we got guys um, that are really, really good um, and guys that are, uh, you know, that's just the biggest thing our coaches talk about is just no drop-off, next person up if, if that's the case. So I feel like we're we're all good in that, in that, in that way as a team. Jalen, yes. when, when, when he says, when Jalen says that he's now absorbed the defense and he can react right away, right, it makes sense because he was a supplemental pick. He came in right before camp, didn't have a normal offseason as a rookie, and then his second year was COVID. He didn't have any offseason mm-hmm. last year. So, I mean, you were sort of behind the eight ball, right, Jalen? This is the first semi-regular year you've had of your career, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's just uh, – and I, I give my hats off to my coaches for, you know, sticking around and helping me out, uh, you know, the after practice and, you know, just getting some extra work in. That's been a big, big help for me, I feel like, in learning this defense and just feeling comfortable in it. What have you learned from Buda Baker? Man, uh, Buda's taught me a lot of things. Uh, mainly, he's been we've been focusing just on the little things, you know what I mean? The stuff that's going to take me from a great player to an elite player like him. So um, I feel like just those little things that he's teaching me uh, can help me definitely. And I'm looking forward to trying to do those things. How about open field tackling? I mean, you guys are both so good. I mean, in the 99th percentile of the NFL in open field tackling, is that just something you happen to have in common? Or is that something you guys work on? Did you pick up a few things from Buddha or vice versa? Um, I feel like that's just something that we naturally just kind of have, just a knack to just get the football down. But definitely me seeing Buddha uh, all these years, these couple of years I've been with, with the Cardinals, um, has definitely changed my look on how I needed to play and how I needed to uh, go about things. So I just seeing him and seeing how he does th- uh, certain things on the field and, and his tackling, um, I know I got to step up and I got to make those uh, exact same plays when they come my way. So that's just the biggest thing for me is just uh, looking at him and seeing how he plays and how hard he plays. And I know I got to I got to play just as hard. Jalen, I, I I think you could be a Pro Bowler. I mean, at some point in your career, I think you've got the talent. I think you've got the ability to be a Pro Bowler. Um, yeah. What do you What do you think is your strength? If you had to pick one thing, what do you think is your strength of of the game in regard to playing safety? Um, 
I feel like I'm just an in, instinctual type of player, and I, I feel like that's something Buddha has as well. Um, and to I diagnose? Like the exactly. We, we diagnose the plays, and we, can, and we can figure out something that we can see and just react to it uh, uh Really fast, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's I feel like that's really one of the biggest strengths for me. And like you said, uh, open field tackling and doing stuff like that, I feel like that's also uh, a big part of my strengths as well. Byron Murphy had something to say about you. I'll get to that in a moment. Open field tackle. Sure. Take us through an open field tackle. It's Sunday. Tyler Lockett catches a quick swing pass, right? There's open space between you and Tyler Lockett. McGuire is lightning quick. What are you telling yourself? How do you, what enables you to make that tackle in space? Um, really just what we do in practice. Uh, and, and like I said, I know I keep bringing it up, but it's just the fact of being inten- intentional with everything that we do. So when we're in practice, uh, we practice on tagging off on the hip every single day, and that's just, focusing on his hip and making sure that we got the right angle to make that tackle so that when we get in game day, it's just, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's no thinking about it. We just react, like I said. So um, that's just the biggest thing is I feel like it starts in practice. Jalen, talk to me about what you think happened last week against the Carolina Panthers. What do you think happened last week defensively? Um, God, it was a lot of, it was a lot of stuff that happened. Um, Obviously, we didn't start fast enough like we wanted to. Um, and that's just all what our coaches teach us, start off fast and, 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 and end fast and end that same way. So I felt like we didn't start as fast as we wanted to, but I feel like we definitely play hard all the way to the end. So um, credit to our defense for that. All right. Well, we'll see how the Cardinals respond in Seattle. Here's what Byron Murphy sees in you and your game and the growth overall because Byron Murphy was asked about Jalen Thompson today. He's funny because like sometimes when we're in the film room, we'll watch a play like just can I get a call? Can I get a call? And we're just like JT, come on, bro. <laughs> we just all laughing about it. But yeah, he's grown and just you know just seeing those type of questions in the film room make you really think like he's actually trying to see what the other safety's doing so they're on the same page and all those little detailed things that we got to run in our defense. So it sounds like you're thorough in the film room. Is that what I'm taking away <laughs> from that? Definitely intentional, intentional with everything that I do. Like, what sort of question would you ask? Like, if we, like, what sort of question would you be prone to ask in a film room session? Um, it's always different types of questions I'll ask. Uh, kind of just playing, playing around with the calls a little bit. We, it may be a guy that motion. I may ask the room, uh, you guys, what do we do right here? Uh, just so that everyone's on the same page. You know what I mean? The communicating is on point. That's the biggest thing. I feel like if we're if we're all wrong, we're all right, it, even if we do mess up the call, you know what I mean? So um, that's just the biggest thing is making sure we're all on the same page. What kind of confidence do you think you have inside that locker room right now? Um, I, have a, I mean, I have, have a lot of confidence, and I know the guys have a lot of uh, confidence in me to get my job done as well. And that's just the biggest thing, uh, everybody uh, being thorough every single day and um, trusting the guys next to them to be able to get that job done. We're going to talk about Seattle when we come back. We're going to talk about what has gone well against those two Pro Bowl caliber receivers, what has not gone so well 
when they face Seattle. We know overall the Cardinals have done real well at Seattle, having won four of their last six. Speaking of DBs, Episode 8 of Cardinals Folktales entitled Money Mike's Redemption, available now on the Cardinals' YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Cardinals. Look back at the crazy 2009 wildcard game and how the smallest guy on the field made the biggest play. And you can check out the original audio podcast as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, we continue with the Big Red Rage. Garoppolo back to pass, goes over the middle, behind the intended receiver, and a diving interception at the five-yard line. It's Jalen Thompson with a pick. I think Jalen Thompson is just scratching the surface of what he could possibly become. Quick throw over the middle, it's broken up at the 40-yard line, incomplete by Jalen Thompson, made a good play, breaking on the receiver. You watch Jalen Thompson right there, lined up in the slot. That was just what a corner would typically do the way he broke on that slam. You know, Wolf, you said it earlier, a potential future pro bowler. And if you've watched every snap of every game this season, you not. (laughs) People know exactly what you're talking about. Jalen Thompson, and, and think about it, he missed so much of last year with injury. It's really his second year in so many ways. And just look at the playmaker he is and what... What a plus he's been for Vance Joseph, and Jalen Thompson is our guest on the Big Red Rage. Bit of a career montage right there. But you know what? You never took us through your interception against Carolina. I think it was third and 11. As Wolf said, it was sort of a blitz bail. Three or four guys rushed, seven or eight went into coverage. And and take it from there, Jalen, and and how the interception came to be against Carolina. Oh, man. Um, Like you said, uh, we're showing a pressure look. Guys bailed out. Um, Looking at the quarterback up eyes the whole time and uh seeing the ball come out just made a made a good play on it but I felt like it started in practice this whole week um I stayed after and was on the jugs a little bit um making sure that my hands were good because I knew uh, I kind of felt like one was going to come this week and it came so um blessed to have to have a second interception in the NFL Jalen how about this middle of the field or box which would you prefer Oh man, um, I mean, I like being in the middle of the field, but uh, definitely the box. You see a little bit more action, so um, I mean, I it's, it's 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 tough for me. I like playing both. I like playing both. Yeah, you're glad you don't have to choose, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, how, how often are you reading the quarterback's eyes? It may be a simpleton one-on-one question, but can you get away with that when it's a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers? Um. Not too much with those guys. Those guys are uh, really, really, really good quarterbacks. Um, with those guys, you got to stay plastered on your man. You know they can make uh, some stuff happen with their feet as well. So um, with those types of guys, you, the, there's not a lot of room to do that with. You know, Jalen, um, I don't have to tell you this, but as you know, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be a desperate team. Three and six right now. Um, it's almost like, especially in the NFC, you can't afford to go to three and seven. There's a big difference between being four and six on the season and three and seven right now. You're going to get the Seattle Seahawks best. Uh, are you guys talking about that amongst yourselves? Oh, definitely. Uh, our coaches have definitely made that been known um, that we are going to get their best and that from here on out, the weeks are not going to get any easier. So um, we're just trying to take it day by day and, uh, you know, come out with that mentality that they, uh, that we're going to get their best shot. So we got to uh, bring our best shot as well on game day. First shutout of Russell Wilson's career, that 17 nothing loss 
at Green Bay. Uh-oh. Uh, give us a quick set. What are you telling Marco Wilson, for example, about Russell Wilson? He's a rookie, his first encounter with a Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, like I said, just stay stay plastered on your men. Just do your job for the most part. Uh, quarterbacks like, like him and, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, guys like that, uh, there's no room for error, so we have to be uh, be on our be on our job and, and and do our job, and and I think we'll be okay. You've been watching tape, obviously, of Russell Wilson uh, for, for for the last few days here. Talk to me about what you're seeing in terms of him pulling the ball down and running. Is he doing it as often as we've seen him do in the past? Um, I mean, I feel like he's still doing it a little bit. Um. But he has playmakers. He has playmakers at receiver everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Tyler Lockett, obviously DK Metcalf, and uh, good tight ends. Um, so they have playmakers everywhere. So he sometimes doesn't even have to do that for the most part. But uh, definitely when they need when they need a big play, I know he will he will do that. So um, we have to be alert for that and have to be ready for that as well. Well, here's Vance Joseph asked today about what he expects from the Seahawks offense. Watching him last week. Um, they threw 40 passes, I think had 13 runs maybe. That's not their formula. You know, so I'm expecting heavy run, you know, a heavy dose of obviously Russell in, in, in 14 and 16. And with Chris Corson back, I mean, that's a, that's a tough big back. I tell you, whatever Green Bay did defensively, it worked. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf had five catches combined on 16 targets. Think about that, guys. And then DK Metcalf at the end lost his mind. He got ejected. He tried to get back on the field. And But you don't have Patrick Peterson this year, who's been very effective against DK Metcalf the last couple of years. You look at the last four games, DK Metcalf against the Cardinals, he only has six catches on 15 mm. targets. So how do you account for the absence of Patrick Peterson? And, you know, Byron Murphy talked about it today, but uh, that's obviously a big question on Sunday, right, Jalen? Definitely. I mean, uh, Patrick Peterson was was definitely a guy, a, a a great player to have on our team, and he did all the right stuff. Um, but this year, I mean, we we have we have guys on our team that can get the job done as well. Marco Wilson, uh, a very confident corner uh, going in going into this season, and um, I'm looking forward to see what he can do this week as well. Byron Murphy, you know, he's been having a great season, so um, I feel like it's, it's going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a good test, but um, I feel like. If we do the right stuff, it shouldn't be a problem. Man, watching those two receivers on tape, I can't imagine. I mean, <laughs> these are guys who can run, right? Okay. Who, do you, who do you think is faster, Jalen? Is is Tyler Lockett faster or DK back at? I gotta go. To, I gotta go with DK. I mean, he ran that track meet, and I think he ran like what ten ten four or something like that. I don't know. That's a big man running, yeah. though, Jalen. Yeah, that's yeah, a- super fast. Well, remember what Buddha said after last year's game. Buddha said, that's the first time in my life I've ever been caught from behind. <laughs> so, you know, but but he, other than that, he really hasn't done much. Now, Tyler Lockett, uh, just the opposite, Jalen. Uh, those two games last year, Tyler Lockett had four touchdown passes, yep. and he had 24 yeah. catches. So what has to change against Tyler Lockett this year? We just got to lock in, lock in, do our jobs against him. And, and obviously a guy like that is, is, is really hard to stop. So he's he's definitely going to get his catches. But um, we just got to we gotta try to make noise as best as we can and try to uh, just do our jobs to the best of our, of our ability. Jalen, it's obviously you don't know what's going to happen on Sunday here, but what do you think they're going to try to do to you guys defensively? What do you think they're going to try to do? I mean, well, like like uh, Coach BJ said, I mean, 
they threw for uh, they threw forty passes last week and ran the ball what uh, thirteen to fifteen times. Um, I, I I could see them uh, trying to come out there and do heavy heavy running plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, obviously we don't know what they have planned. So uh, you know, but that's our job. We got to be ready for anything that they do. So I feel like we're we'll, we will be ready. You know, maybe the only guy on the Seahawks roster who had a really good game against Green Bay was their star safety, Jamal Adams. He had 11 tackles. He had a pick. I know you'd love to have his contract. Who wouldn't? Uh, <laughs> how, how often do you study other safeties in the league, and, and maybe do you follow uh, a Jamal Adams? Um, I mean, I look at safeties all the time. I look, I look at just football all the time, and uh, a, a lot of the safeties are really good. Uh, but it's like I said, it's good having a – a vet safety in the room uh, right next to me in, in Buda and a guy that's a, a all-pro, pro bowler, and just, you know what I mean, just uh, top safety, one of the top safeties in the league right now. So, I mean, I'll follow other guys, and I see how they're playing the game as well, but really when you got a guy like that sitting right next to you, I mean, uh, I mean that's really the guy I look at for the most part. So talk to me about the Seattle Seahawks in terms of how they run the ball. What are you seeing on tape right now? Because I agree with you. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to try, even though they've got DK Metcalf, even though they've got Tyler Lockett. I don't think they're going to throw the ball 40 times in this game. That's just me. But if I'm right on that, give me a little scouting report on what you're seeing in regard to the Seattle Seahawks and how they try to run the ball. I mean, great offensive line. Um, guys are getting pushed, uh, pushed back. They're pushing back defensive linemen, and um, you know, great backs, great physical backs. They run hard, um, and and they can make anybody miss. So, uh, we just got to come in there and just do our job. Uh, Carson will be back this week. Um, great physical back as well. Runs hard. So, we just got to come in this week and, and and really focus on getting him getting him on the ground. After the Carolina game, and we're on board with Jalen Thompson, by the way, Cardinals standout safety. A number of Cardinals players talked about how the team was flat against Carolina. And I opened the show, Jalen, by saying, you know what? If you need a remedy for that, a road trip to Seattle is what the football doctor ordered because you guys go in there and you know, just tell folks who've never been there, a visiting team just gets amped up. Do they not with all the noise and the 12s and just the atmosphere? Oh, heck yeah. That atmosphere is jumping all the time. Um, I've been to a couple games a couple Seattle games when I was in college uh, at Washington State over there. So, um, you know, they're always jumping over there. It's going to be a hostile environment. It's going to be a, a jumping crowd. So we just got to come out there and, and, and lock in. How does that work with you going to Washington State and Buddha being from Washington? I mean, and Byron Murphy from UW. I mean, seriously, yeah. what do, you, do you talk smack to each other the entire day or what? Oh, man, I mean... I can't really talk smack. We haven't beaten them in I don't know how many years, but uh, you know it's, it's always a fun rivalry. Uh, you know, seeing those guys I actually got to play against them when I was at Wazoo, and just you know seeing the way Buddha was playing when he was at uh, UW was just insane. You know what I mean? Uh, Byron was playing insane against us as well. So um, for those guys to be on my team now, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Uh, the rivalry part of it kind of died down, but you know when that week, uh, that rivalry week, Wazoo and UW come up, you know we'll be right back at it. So, do the Twelves cut you some slack because you know you're a Washington guy, or are you the rival because you went to Washington State? I mean, they still died down a little bit. Definitely died down.
All right. Well, I'll tell you what. You can get your revenge through the heckler guy behind the Cardinals bench with all the signs. Maybe we'll sick him on, on Buddha and uh, Byron Murphy. No, thank you, Jalen. We appreciate thank the time you, and all the insight, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys for having me on. Right on, brother. Thank you, man. Great That's to have him on. time, isn't it, Paul? Oh, my goodness. Great, great. Great guy to visit with. Yep. Great guy to watch. I mean, Love well, what a pleasure to watch him play ball this year, correct? He's just getting better and better and better. And I, he's not done getting better. He's continuing to grow. That's one of the reasons why I see Pro Bowl in the future. As Vance Joseph said, no Buddha, no Jalen. Those six-yard runs become 26. Back right after this. Murray in shotgun, has the football, short set, throws a deep ball. Left side, single coverage, and it is pulled in by DeAndre Hopkins, and he's got a touchdown. What a throw by Kyler Murray, and what a catch by Nuke to put the Cardinals on the board with 2.39 to go in the first. Nuke was one-on-one. Great throw by Kyler Murray, but an even better read. Touchdown. We said it's going to be Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Whoever plays better, that's who's going to win this game. Snap to Murray, and he keeps it himself, running left. Got a defender with him at the five. Breaks a tackle, dives, ball comes out, but he crossed the plane. Touchdown! Kyler Murray somehow, someway, found a way to get that pig across Pater. Big-time play, Kyler Murray. Well, they split the season series a year ago, and fittingly, the Cardinals and Seahawks, they seem to do that almost every year, although typically it's the road team winning at the other team's venue as the Cardinals have won four of their last six at Seattle. Seattle's won six of its last eight in the AZ. Kyler Murray going against Seattle. If he goes for the fifth time, would you believe, Ron Wolfie, this will be the 19th time the Arizona Cardinals have faced Russell Wilson? since he came into the league Whoa. and since he came into the league the Seattle Seahawks after a loss have the best win percentage in the NFL wow. so with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll they rebound now that has not been the case so far this year they lost two straight they lost three straight they're one and three at home but you just saw a 49ers team that the Cardinals left 0 and four at home and what they do they rebounded by jack stopping the Rams the other night yeah, no, you're right about that, Polly. I really do wonder what we're going to see up in Seattle. I, I know this, Paul. I know that they're going to be a desperate team. There's no denying it. I mean, think about it right now, Paul. Just say it out loud. Three and seven, four and six. Three and seven, four and six. It just, the difference is palpable. And especially when you're talking about going up in front of the 12s, here's Russell Wilson, um, you're you're desperate. You know that the Arizona Cardinals are coming in here on top of the NFC West. This might be your season. This might be your best chance to turn your season around. I, I think I think it's good. We were talking to Jalen Thompson. He was telling us that these guys are talking to each other, meaning the players in the locker room are talking to each other in regard to this game and what you expect to see from the Seahawks. They're going to come out swinging, Paul in all three phases, because to me, they know this is their season. Pete Carroll has already started down this road, Paul, with some of the things he's been saying about the officials and the officiating in the last game that they played. I think he's already trying to plow the road for this game. You know, it's amazing. At 3-6, and they're only a game and a half out of the playoffs. Right. So they're right there. 
for that seventh and final playoff spot. And now they go in. Here's the thing. But this, three yeah, and seven is three and seven, Paul. Absolutely. That's a hard, that is a hard yep. road to hoe right there to get back in it. Absolutely. And, and, and the Seattle defense, okay, since week four, they rank fourth in scoring D, their top five and third down defense, okay. Bobby Wagner is still among the league's leaders and tackles. But this Seattle offense, especially in Green Bay, Wolf, I mean, it was horrendous. The first shutout of Russell Wilson's career, he can talk all he wants about that finger and coming yeah. off the surgery, but the stats are not kind as to how inaccurate he was, how he was overthrowing receivers, and they just got nothing going. DK Metcalf after the game saying, you know what, we got to get the ball to the playmakers more. Well, you threw it 40 times. Yeah. There, there were only 11 rushing attempts by running backs, which typically has not been Seattle's offense. Yeah, no, you're right about that, Paulie. And that it, a lot of that, I think, has got to do with the fact they don't, they're not in love with their running backs that they have back to there. And Chris Carson, of course, uh, you had Pete Carroll talking about the possibility of him returning this uh, a day ago. He was actually talking about the fact that it doesn't look good no. for Chris Carson. And that really is a big blow to them because they don't have a back like Chris Carson, Paul. They don't. Even so, that Mike linebacker, Jordan Hicks, uh, here was his take when asked about going against Seattle and Russell Wilson. We're expecting a dogfight. You know, anytime Russell's a quarterback, they always have a shot. Uh, They're getting Carson back, so, you know, they're going to probably try and run the rock. So, you know, we're expecting, especially defensively, we're expecting a dogfight. And it doesn't matter who you play. If you come out like you did against Carolina and you have turnover gets cashed in, another turnover gets cashed in, you fail on a fourth down and you essentially another turnover and you're down three scores by the end of the first quarter, look out and you know better than anyone, Wolf, how that momentum can build and it can steamroll if you let the 12s get into the game and the Seahawks get a little momentum, a little confidence, something they haven't had, especially coming off their first shutout loss in a decade, it could get ugly. No, it could get ugly, no doubt about it, Paulie. But once again, you have to remember, too, stop and think about it. Uh, The Green Bay Packers ran the ball. They beat the Arizona Cardinals. First loss of the season for the Arizona Cardinals. And then, of course, they watched the film of the 49ers game. Okay, the 49ers ran the ball 11 times, made a, in my opinion, made a huge mistake not trying to run the ball. Guess what? They lost the game, the 49ers. And then, of course, the Cardinals played the Carolina Panthers. They ran the ball. Guess what? They won the game. So to me, when you look back at the last three games the Arizona Cardinals have played, and that really typically is what any NFL team or opponent would do, look at your last three games in particular, they're going to see run the ball, win. Don't run the ball, lose. Run the ball, win. I think it's going to be an easy decision. They're going to have to try, even with D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, they're going to try to run the ball, in my opinion. All right. You may have just answered the question I was going to pose because Vance Joseph said something today that was sort of cryptic. And he said, and I'm quoting loosely, we figured out our formula as coaches to win. We've lost two, and both of those losses look very similar. As a coaching staff, we know what works well and what beats us. And again, those two losses look very similar. <laughs> That's what Vance Joseph said. Yes. What do you think their takeaway should be yeah. as a coaching staff? What do you think the common denominator is in those two losses? Man, Polly, honestly, the inability to stop the run. Yep. That right, Paul? I, I, I would mean, agree. That's what I think it's got to be, what he's talking about right there, just the inability to stop the run. And 
I was really discouraged, too, when I saw a couple of 44s out there. And you know the way I, I laugh when I see the 44. Four down linemen, four linebackers against 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends. And to, to see that eight-man box get gashed on a couple of those runs by Christian McCaffrey, that was heartbreaking. Well, you weren't the only one. Zach Allen told the media after the game, he said that was especially disappointing that we were in run defenses. We had run-stopping fronts out there, and they still got to the second level untouched. Yes. And he cited in particular a trap play that Carolina showed for the first time all year that they had not seen on film. And Zach Allen followed that up by saying, we're going to see that again. You don't see a lot of traps nowadays, Paul. So did the Seahawks put that in? Yes. Did did Coach Double Rainbow put in a trap play this week? Uh, Yes, I believe, Paul, to answer your question. You know what? More than anything else, Paulie, it's got to be their intensity level. they got to be ready. they got to come out. They've got to know what it is they're going to face. It's going to be a dogfight. And, Wolf, I don't know what else is going to happen in the game, but I, I feel pretty darn good after 17 years going to Seattle and being on that Cardinals sideline. It is alive. It is, as Jalen yeah. Thompson said, it is popping on that Cardinals sideline when you go to Seattle, just the atmosphere alone. So I don't expect energy to be a problem. Holy, this could be just what they need yep. right now. Yep. Hey, uh, special thanks to our producer, Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, for Jalen Thompson and Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvici. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club